So Woo. welcome back to the Beast Game Podcast. Today we are talking about John Wick 4. The brawl for it all, the rage in the cage, ultimatum has been set down by John Wick that he's coming for everybody. I'm going to kill them. I'm going to kill them all. That he's on his revenge tour and anybody can get it. Nevertheless, this is a long-running series. I think it was like 2014 was John Wick 1. 2017 was John Wick 2. Parabellum was 2019, right before the pandemic. And this one is out now. Starring Keanu Reeves, the director is Chad Stolinski. I think he was one of the... He directed the first one. I think he directed all of those, but partnered with somebody else. And he's like a stunt guy. So they all kind of come from that Matrix. Pretty much like the Matrix Reloaded, Matrix Resurrection. I think he was doing stunts on that. That connection to Keanu Reeves comes from. I think he had also done some Marvel stuff like Captain America Civil War. Matt. This movie, all the hyper violence that it has and for it to be the fourth movie in the series, I was very impressed. I didn't feel that anything was redundant. Unlike previous movies, he just throws a character in there that's brand new that you've never heard of that's insignificant. It finds a way to create intrigue amongst the characters, as well as giving the table deeper meaning than it previously was. You know, with a lot of fight scenes in other movies, it's fight, fight, fight. But this one actually has repercussions on it, especially in the fourth movie, cited on violence. You would think it'd be hard to find, but they were able to make it happen. I'm glad they actually took the time with the fight scenes and didn't make all of them generic. Donnie Yen did add extra depth, wasn't there previously. The action scenes, especially with Keanu, was amazing, especially with the nunchucks. I've never really seen him use nunchucks before. Definitely a first for me. And the other gentleman, Continental, was in Japan. Yeah, it was Hiroki Sonata. Yeah, Hiroki Sonata. Yeah. Man, that was just like an extra layer of intrigue and thoroughly happy about this movie. Everything from the plot, the storyline, introduction of characters, although I didn't really get the whole point of why Tracker was in the movie other than to throw things off. Yeah, I have something to say about that, but go ahead. Yeah, that's the only thing that I think that I probably would have done differently. Like, what was his whole point outside of swaying sides? I would have rather had it someone who was either from the past in the movie, well, definitely not Holly Berry, but... Well, I would um, just say this, that the last time we saw Common, dude was riding the E-train probably up to Yonkers or something. So he was still alive. He could have came back and been that particular character, the tracker character, the foil character. But go ahead. I was hoping that I probably would have seen Common in it because the last I heard was that there was a knife uh, in his throat, and then if he pulled it out, he would die. But I don't think we ever saw him. Yeah, die. he was still alive. I don't know. He, he was still alive, riding the E train. So it would have been nice to see him in there. Although I'm pretty sure with the budget of the movie, for as long of a movie as it is, and many of the people that were in the choreography, and probably wasn't a possibility. I think that one thing I definitely liked about this movie, as far as the bad guy goes, it wasn't a CGI bad guy. And that's not necessarily a knock on Marvel, as it is most of the movies that's coming out. It's always a CGI monster that's air fighting, and it doesn't really have impact. This one actually does. It made you hate the bad guy worse and worse. The more he talked, his attitude, it's his character you just freaking hate. So yeah, really he had enjoyed a the mo- face. Yeah, he did. So, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Although, did anyone stay for the post-scene credits? I did not. I did not. And that segues into what I got to say, but I'll wait. Anyone else seen the post-scene credits? Yeah, I saw it. 
And when Mike talks about it, then I'll talk about it too. But I don't know. I really liked the movie. I really did. All right. Let's go to Keith. All right. I have problems with this movie. One, it was way fucking long. They could have cut an hour out of this movie. That's serious. Y'all know me. I, I, I try to like everything for what it is. But oh my God, this movie, it was too damn long. The first act was okay. It was decent. It was a good setup. Second act, that dragged on way too long. Third act is where it picked up, and the action scenes, when they got to Paris, and the action scenes in Paris were where it shined. This is what I'm talking about. But by then, I was fucking tired. And I saw this in a matinee. So I went to go see this movie at 1 o'clock. I didn't leave that movie theater until almost 4.30. That's what I was telling Matt earlier with the movies. I'm like, yo... You should not go to this movie at like nine o'clock. No, <laughs> well, it was too damn know. long. So the reason why I didn't see the post credit scene was because I had to go to the goddamn bathroom. Like, I, <laughs> this shit was too goddamn long, man. At least cut out a half hour. At least give me something. As always, I like the universe. I like the fact that they can just pretty much do just about anything. The way they just kind of added, I think Parabellum added this whole almost royalty type situation in it. And now it's just like you get added later. So you can kind of go any way you want with this universe. I thought the ending was a little abrupt, and I don't want to get into spoiler territories, but they didn't really set it up appropriately. At the same time, it was a good send-off for everybody. Again, I liked the action. I liked a lot of the action. I I just felt the movie was way... It was too long. I could have cut at least 45 minutes out of this thing. Character of the Tracker, I understood what they were doing with them. Ruby, Matt, they would have been better if they had Common pop-up or somebody else from the previous films. Yeah, and it um, also kind of parallels with the second movie where... Is that Ruby Rose? Not really. I'm just saying there was an aspect of someone following you, even though you're fighting other people. Well, pretty much fighting Common or fighting out of that, whatever that rave party. Mm-hmm. That someone is just like, oh, look, hey, look, I'm following you. I'm going to be after you. It's not the same, but it's close. Anyone get a Kingpin vibe on that one dude he fought? Scott Atkins? Scott Atkins. <laughs> yeah, then, you know yeah. what? That was funny as hell for the super fat. Looking at him, I said, hold on, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Is that Scott Atkins in a fat oh, suit? He <laughs> served, man. He, he was serving. Was I mean, yeah, yeah. Was. He, he was serving that thing. I mean, oh, man. Scott Atkins is yeah. fucking amazing, man. If anything, awesome. this movie gives Scott Atkins his due, gets him mainstream, then I'm all for it. Yeah. I'll get this movie a 10 because Scott Atkins has been killing it. Well, you're talking Undisputed. Right? Yeah, Undisputed too. Yo, oh, my God, dude. That dude was like, he fucking stole the whole franchise. But yeah, um, wasn't there Michael Jai White at first? Wesley Snipes, then. Michael Jai White, and and then he took it over. My last thing is I was going to say Donnie Yen. I actually thought Donnie Yen was blind for a minute. It was just that badass. But you know what? Uh, He's a good fucking actor. He's a good fucking actor. Um, I'll wait. I'll wait. Go ahead. uh, Donnie Yen is my shit. That dude played it. His accent is phenomenal. Like, I'm not even going to go into it. You want to go see a good action flick, see some good martial arts. Donnie Yen killed it. He kills it every time. So... Those are my thoughts on this for right now. Movies too goddamn long, but, it, <laughs> you know, and that second act dragged, and I mean dragged to the point where I fell asleep a couple of times. But I woke back up for that third act, and I'm glad I did. Jay. One, I really like this movie, but I got to agree with Keith. This movie was long. It was long as shit. But the thing <laughs> is, I enjoyed it, but I did realize it was too long. There were certain things I was like, damn. I mean, it became a comedy. Well, I think the certain... first action scene doesn't start till about almost half an hour in. Yeah, right about. Yeah. Overall, I enjoyed the movie. There were some comedy pieces in there that maybe I thought was funny. Everyone else didn't find as funny. When John had to go up the steps 
to the Oh church, yeah, that right? third act, that shit was <laughs> man, he kept going. He got thrown down the steps. God damn, I thought I was watching the Exorcist. Because he was going down those steps hard as shit. Rolling and rolling. I was like, damn, I feel sorry for the stunt man. I thought that was Keanu, man. I'm like, God damn. No, Keanu, no, I mean, I, I, like, I think he does that's, majority that's a lot of steps. There's like almost like five flights of stairs. <laughs> right. He does majority of his stunts, but that one, man, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, I know he did the driving sequence, suitably impressed, but oh my yeah. lord. Hope I'm like, please don't be doing these stunts, man. I'm not need to be sad about you dropping, getting your head caved in, mm-hmm. some dumb shit. Yeah, so. The movie, like I said, it was enjoyed. I liked the characters, the new characters they introduced. I did not see part three, so I need to catch up on that. I saw one and two in this one. I do like the universe. I actually love the universe that they created in in John Wick. It's cool. It seemed like it's, it's ever evolving so they could just build off of stuff and just keep it going. The fight scenes have always been amazing to me for the simple fact they look real as shit. And when I mean they look real, it's not pretty. Yeah, and it's people get injured. All. So I think that's everybody true. gets fucked up. John gets fucked up, and plus it's sloppy. It looks like a real fight because real fight is going to have. It's not going to be pretty at all. It's never going to be pretty. There's going to be people falling all over the place, doing whatever they need to do to survive because that's what a real fight is. And I respect the aspect of them doing that because most movies don't do that anymore. It's all about flash and not substance, especially when it comes to action. The one thing I think we're all agreeing on is that even though. I like the tracker. I liked him, but I was like, I don't understand your purpose of being here, why you're here. And then also like the little subtle nod, like when he had the opportunity to kill the tracker, he didn't. Instead, he saved the dog. And it all yeah. goes back to, to that first movie. To the first movie. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. But I, overall, I enjoyed the movie. It is a little bit too long. They could have cut at least a good six flights out of the stairfall. <laughs> and that would have probably taken another 20 minutes or so. <laughs> Donnie Yen's a damn beast. Played the blind man very well. He was doing little subtle things. He had a yes. study. Look like he used his sword to guide him up the exactly. steps. Yeah, yeah. The, and the... I was like, oh my God, that's so much attention to detail. It's fucking beautiful. I love to see shit like that. I love to see shit like that. And, and he was missing that, more the time. He was firing a gun at the sounds where he was like, he was just missing like crazy half the time, but then he was right. like, at least two or three of them was going to catch him. And <laughs> He would recalibrate. Yeah, <laughs> he, he would recalibrate. Just, and that's why I was talking about the realistic fights because you're blind. Come on now. You're not uh-huh. going to hit every shot. I mean, you may be close because you're using your ears, you're using hearing, you're using all the cues, but you're going to miss what you do is recalibrate. And I thought that was very well done. I mean, that's one thing that the Wick series has done very well, and that is the fights. Too damn long, though. All right. Took off 30 minutes. So Big Mike said he's going to go John Wick on his ops. All right, first of all, it ain't too goddamn long. <laughs> I was in that motherfucker, felt like I was in there only 90 minutes. And Keith can't talk about too long when I know you sat through motherfucking Avatar, and that shit's too <laughs> Avatar was glorious. Avatar was some bullshit. <laughs> you can sit through John Wick and do that in credit too. Don't tell me that. Avatar okay. was glorious. Avatar some bullshit. Stop believing that bullshit. John Wick is exactly what the hell it's supposed to be. That movie is fucking amazing. Keanu, <laughs> my hands down, go down as one of the best actors who don't really got to act a whole lot. That dude did The Matrix. John Wick is a fucking beast. Like the dude's just amazing. The action scenes, fantastic. First of all, Donnie Yen. If people in America, for whatever strange reason, don't know who Donnie Yen is yet, them motherfuckers know now. 
<laughs> Tell me that dude ain't act his ass off in this movie. Oh yeah, that blind man thing. I mean, I believe he was. I thought he was blind. I, I had his eyes closed the majority of the time. The concepts they came up with. My man used doorbells, doorbells, to take people out. Yep. That shit was beautiful. Like Jay said, the attention to detail, and then Scott Atkins. Oh, that dude. His props to this one. Bruh, you gonna Gotta tell me it. that dude ain't like morphed into this fat dude that character? And then Beep told me he actually learned the card trick. He did that for real. Ah, uh, damn. No CGI. He literally did the five twos for real. That whole scene. Stunt people went to Hollywood and said, shut up and let us do all the shit we've always really wanted to do. Yeah. Put it all on film. And also, yeah. like, not with a lot of cuts. I mean, particularly yeah. with John. Yeah, no quick cuts. I think it was taking three, like, hopping over a fence, and it's like mm-hmm. five different cuts. <laughs> Just to hop over a fence. But go ahead, Mike. The set pieces, the cinematography was great. The fight scenes, again, amazing. I mean, Jay knows what a Kodagashi is. I don't know if you caught it, Jay, but... Oh, yeah, I caught Kodagashi, it. Oh, yeah. A dude into an oncoming car. Yep, I saw that shit. Bro. Oh, shit! <laughs> the dragon's breath with the overhead shot going through the house. Like oh, yes! Pack. Yes! Uh-huh. That whole sequence was amazing. Bruh. I told you Paris is where it was at, man. Paris was the shit. They were killing it with this movie. Some sadness in the sense that they've left it to where this could be it and it might not be. We'll have to wait and see. Oh, but that's all I'm saying. The tracker, I think his purpose was to more show another aspect of that world. That someone has a code and they still kind of believe in that code and it is about money, but I think that's what his role was. Yeah. So, well, I mean, was he affiliated? Well, we'll talk about that later. Continue, Mike. And so, well, the only gripes I did have with the movie. So, the way three ended, I thought Lawrence Fishburne was going to have more to do with the movie, and he didn't. Because of that, didn't know how to describe it, but to me, the story for this one felt slightly disjointed from the other three. So hold on, hold on, hold on, back up, back up. So in three, Lawrence Fresher Byrne had a bigger role? Basically homeless continental. <laughs> that's basically right. What yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's what his equivalent yeah. is. And you saw the second one, right, Jay? Yeah, I saw the second one. Yeah, yeah. All right. So basically three, he gets consequences for what he did in the second one. What I did. Oh, oh, okay. Got you. So that's why three becomes kind of vital to all this. Like even well, yeah, I that that what happened with Winston, all that has to do with three as well. Then okay. Winston tried to warn John, but then also like, hey, look, I'm going to try to protect you. And that's what the the beginning of this movie is, is that, hey, yeah, right, you, you let him go, goes, but I, I shot know, him. But he's still alive. Yeah. So did you shoot him because you were really trying to kill him or did you shoot him because you knew he was going to live? Type of thing. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. the way it ends, it sounds more like John and Lawrence Fishburne are going toward the table. And that's not how it felt. Because, I mean, Lawrence Fishburne is like, what, four scenes, I think? Four or five, maybe? Yeah, it ain't really yeah, much. About enough. five, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, he was at, at the beginning. He was at... Yeah, he was at the beginning. I think he, he helped him get to France. He was at France, and then... Yeah, he was in France to give him his gear and get him prepped, and then... I think they went on the, the boat, end. and then... And at the France the kicked it off, and... Yeah. The other ones, the story seemed very tight. This one seemed just kind of... I don't know, it felt almost like kind of studio like like hey we need another movie just to give us some shit <laughs> they just kind of went with it all right figure out whatever just throw a whole bunch of action in there so that was like my only real gripe outside of that like i said i didn't really have too many other issues with the movie at all other than they killed 
my boy Sonata too quick. I felt like I thought he was gonna be in the movie a little bit more. Yeah, too. and also I guess one thing needs to be said. Yeah. Rest in peace, Lance Reddick. Yeah. And he happened to die in a movie too. I'm like, damn. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. the way he died. Yeah. Like, that sucks. So, uh, that was a little awkward, actually. <laughs> it seems fucked up. It was just awkward. I was yeah, like, I mean, that was the first thing. Like, as soon as he died, I was like, oh. I mean, it was already sad seeing him on screen. Just like, hey, well, this is his. Assuming he probably has a couple more posthumous performances, but this mm-hmm. is at least the first one. And then it's like, oh, all right, well, five minutes later, you're not even in the movie any longer. Like, oh, geez. Yeah, right. and he died. Oh. And he died. And like, it's just like, damn. Like, I mean, of course, they didn't know this shit was going to happen, but. It's just like, mm, I promise. Yeah, it's, yeah. Man, it's quite it's unfortunate, unfortunate. Very unfortunate. You got anything else? Yeah, no, I don't think I have anything else other than I'll see how I feel when I go see it Saturday because we're going to see it again. Mm, if I feel differently, I'll let you know, but I doubt it. <laughs> I'm right. already looking forward to it. I will say that I like this movie. I like it a lot better than three. Mike was talking about how this felt a little disjointed. I think I feel that way about three. And See, I don't know how you feel that way. I think some of it might be... He had a beginning and I mean, it was pretty strict. I just felt it was a little too much. I do have some problems with this movie. Particularly the villain. The whole series works best. When there is an equivalent to John Wick on a skill level can compete with him. Yeah, yeah we know that yeah. he's going to best whoever like it is. The point to get to that is what we want to look at. But... The villain in this one was just like, hey, I'm just kind of like the slimy. I'm manipulating things, and he's the CEO, basically. Yeah, and I was kind of hoping he was going to step up. And like, yeah, and know, then it's just like, like well, play. hey, you're going to do all this for me, Donnie Yen, uh, Mister Blind. Yeah, he was basically his proxy, Mister Blind Man. I didn't like. I agree with you. 100%. And I think that really is my problem with this movie. And then also the tracker, because again. You should have brought Common back. Like that would have made more sense. Like even if. Mm. Common's character wasn't as aggro as he was in the second movie. That character still could have been that in that role. And like you said, he never died. He didn't die on camera. And you also do the dog thing again, which was the whole point of the third movie. It's like, I don't like that. Not to say it wasn't good or anything. It's just you already well, tried that trick once. Yeah. Uh, it was like Halle Berry's character. I, she yeah, Halle Berry's character had two. Is she a tracker too? No, no, she was just helping no, John Wick. Yeah. Her, but she had the dogs, and the dogs became a sand out. And it's kind of like the same thing. Three. It's like nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I need to watch three then. But, like I missed three. Uh, I like three. I will say that this is just violence porn, and it is good. It is a little bit long. <laughs> I can't say that because it's somewhere in that 20, 30 minutes range before it starts kicking off. And then that second act, there's a big lull of nothing mm-hmm. going on. And then it ramps up to the end where it's basically that whole, the Arc de Triomphe, whatever it's called, and then kind of ramping up to John Wick flying down the stairs. I'm sorry. That <laughs> was like, the funniest shit. I, I thought he was I just going to kick down man. one. It's like, no, then he got it, had it happen again. <laughs> I'm like, yo. Your boy got dropped in a flight. And step. I will say maybe the ending was a little anticlimactic. And I understand the whole dual thing that it's the respectability part, but mm-hmm. I would have rather have the villain face off against John Wick. Right. It didn't have to destroy Osaka like that. That's BS, first of mm-hmm. all. Osaka had it coming. No, yo. No. 
Yeah, and plus I like I like Sonata too, man. A lot. He always plays a cool ass character. The movie has issues, but I like it more than that third movie. And I think that's score will be a good score, but it won't be as high as John Wick 2. And I know we had that discussion the last time about like why do you like that movie? I think structurally and flow wise, from John Wick 1 to John Wick 2. There's a progression. John Wick 3, I just felt it was a little over the top. This one feels more in line with the second one to me. So, thoughts? Any follow-up? This one's more in line with the second one. If you think three's over the top, this feels about over the top, too. Because three literally picked up where two left off. That's why I don't understand how you couldn't like three. There's the just something about it. Continuation straight through. Like you can go the end of one straight to two, end two straight to three. Something about that third one I just don't like. They were going all over the place too much. I mean, what, yeah, what, what, like, I want to say is that John Wick One is a fairly self-contained movie. It's like, hey, well, Russian bad guys, let's go get the bad guys. They killed my dog, and that's it. Second one obviously picks up kind of right after the whole events of. John Wick 1 and then ramps up and then sets up consequences. I feel that the consequences that came out of 3 or came into play in the 3 just weren't in line with the second movie. The whole point of that third movie is because of the things that happened in the first movie and the second movie. I just didn't like it. So if this one was the third movie, yeah, I'm fine with it. Let's go to scores. Matt, does it get a 10 because Donnie is it? <laughs> it's a 10. Gotta admit, action scenes were good. <laughs> I knew it. Introduction of characters were good. And you know what? It was two hours and 45 minutes. Only felt like 90 minutes. If you can watch all that other movies that are out, they're just as long and just as bad, you should be able to tolerate this movie. And not even tolerate it, but enjoy it. Good movie. 10 out of 10. Keep them coming. Keith? I'll definitely be watching this movie again in the comfort of my own home and with the ability <laughs> to pause so I can take a bathroom break. There were too many lulls in the actual story and how to move the movie was uh, progressing, but the action scenes and the sort of violence porn that was being displayed was on point. Like, and every single act had a unique kind of theme in terms of the action and what was going on. Osaka was very kinetic. It was moving around and trying to elude and escape. At the same time, you had these pretty much bulletproof enemies that you had to deal with. It was all movement. He had to get from point A to point B. And he had to keep moving. He couldn't stop for a second. Each one of the acts had his own rhythm. And I thought it kept in time with uh, out of rhythm. Stuntman did a fantastic job. Scott Atkins, freaking Donnie Yen, Keanu, they all did phenomenal jobs of phenomenal work. Uh, I do wish the villain lived up to what we were seeing on screen from everyone else. Again, they talk about High Table and like the whole structure of it. I was hoping we'd see more about the High Table. They peeled another little layer off and they were trying to really wrap things up or set things up for the other sequels or for expanding the universe. They didn't set the High Table up any further or kind of give us anything more to that. It's good enough, but too long. So I'll give this movie an eight. It could have been a 10, but like I said, a bit too long for me and everything. So I'll give it an eight, solid eight. Jay? I give it a nine. I give this movie a nine. I just said it was very enjoyable. I enjoyed the universe. I could see that they could build off of it and create something new, something fresh. I agree with Matt. I like the introduction of new characters. Everyone played a position, played a role, and it worked out. 
there was no one there, in my opinion, that was just there just to be there outside of Tracker, even though I liked him. But I still don't understand his purpose. It just didn't make sense. He was just just another foil just to be there, I guess, uh, just to add another layer to the story. The action was great. One thing that I enjoy more so than anything was how there was this, basically like a civil war amongst, I'm not going to say the table, but like the houses, like the continental, things like that. Mm-hmm. It's like certain people would would align with John, try to help John, and others were like, no, nah, we ain't helping you. We're coming after you. And I thought that was kind of cool because I guess he's so well-respected or they already had like issues with the high table or something. I don't understand. Baba Yaga. Oh. the Baba Yaga. Because of the respect, or maybe they had their own internal issues with the high table, be for John or against John, which I thought was a nice aspect to the story. So the only complaint I have, everyone said this except for Mike and Matt, it was just too long. They could have just shaved off at least 30, 45 minutes of it. They could have cut down the damn stairs, man. Like, damn, we understand that he fell down some stairs. I thought that shit was on a loop after a while because it was just like, how the hell you survive all those damn stairs, for one? I mean, he takes a beating throughout the whole movie, which I enjoy because it's realistic. It's no way that a person that is an assassin, that has assassins coming after him, that he's not going to get beat up to. It's impossible. And I like that they show the realism of the fights. And also seeing some shit that I know in there as well kind of got me hyped. So I give it a nine. He had to be using Krav Maga. James is a deadly weapon. He and Mike. I am not. A, shit, Mike's more deadly than me. What the hell are you talking about? Mike decided to make a career out of it and take it to the streets. So, Mike, what score would you give John Wick? Nine and a half. That story thing still kind of hurts me a little bit. So, until I get past that, I can't give a thing. I understand what y'all are saying about the table, but I think they gave you enough of a tidbit about the table for why you don't get more. Starting from the elder at the beginning who told John, if you kill me, it makes no difference. They'll just replace me like they did the one before me. And then Winston kind of said with him the same thing at the gravesite. Kind of like, everybody's suffering the consequences now, so what's your plan? And he's like, I'm going to kill them all. He's like, how? They're just going to keep replacing people. That's basically how it's going to continue to work. If you saw Clancy Brown, he had the same ring finger missing that John has missing. So he pledged his fealty. And then Kane told, dude, they didn't take my eyes. I gave them my eyes. That was his fealty. So I don't think they gave you more of the table to kind of keep the mystery going, but to kind of just show you a little bit more to let you know that no matter what anybody does, the table is going to always exist, I think, is the point. And I think that's the point Winston was trying to make to John. Until you literally get from under these dudes, this shit will never end. You're not going to kill everybody. Like, this is going to go on forever. So you need to figure out what the hell you're going to do because now everybody else is starting to die and suffer the consequences of your actions. I think that was the whole point of that. I know Ballerina's coming out. That's supposed to take place between three and four. Mm-hmm. The uh, Continental Series for Amazon Prime. So that's supposed to take place. And that's supposed to be like back in the 70s, kind of Sean Winston and his arrives with Continental Hotel and all that. And there was supposed to be a five. Don't know if that's still going to be the case. The introduction of new characters, they're showing you more Continentals, different aspects of everything. They built enough of a universe that if, the John Wick aspect of it is done. You can still carry it forward if you keep the same formula. And so the new story might not be a bad idea. I'm on board for it. Stand to see more of this, particularly ballerina. Yeah, it's done. If I'm not mistaken, coming later on this year. Because I know Lance Reddick shot all his scenes for that. And Keanu, I know he did his. So 
I think Anna Day Armistari said that most of it is done. Should see that pretty soon. I was having a conversation with B when I said Hollywood, unfortunately, still kind of has an old guard in place. So I think stuff like this that could have been done years ago that they just kind of blocked or weren't receptive to and now become kind of a new norm, which is a good thing because it's a fresh take. Wouldn't have got action like this 10 years ago, probably. Well, I don't know. When we say John Wick when it came out, 2014? Before that, you would have <laughs> taken. I mean, that would probably have been the, the next equivalent. Hold up, the raid. The raid wasn't gonna... Hollywood made either, so. Versus Hollywood. I mean, that's Taken and Tom Cruise, basically. It's, and Taken kind of kicked off this, kind of, kind of kicked off of this ultra-violent revenge story without it being romanticized and you have to have John Wick falling in love with somebody. Yeah, and yeah. Then she turns on him, and that's what normally happens in these types of movies. Taken well, this was... is a man's movie right here. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is a man's movie. This is the movie that you let your nuts hang, okay? <laughs> <laughs> James and the hot takes. All right, man. <laughs> is it not? Is it not? You telling me after you saw this shit or you watch any John Wick movie, you don't feel like kicking the shit out of somebody? Like yeah, you do come out of that. It's like when we went to go see 300. Right. We went to see 300. James, I was trade like, yo. Trash cans and shit. This Ooh. is fun. Boom. This is a man's move. This is a testosterone ride, man. That don't sound right. But you know what I mean. It's, it's just, you feel it. And it's good to feel shit like that, especially mm. now because of how things are shaping up. That's a whole nother podcast. I'm going to give this an eight. And again, I have issues with this, mainly with the tracker, the villain, the length, just kind of my overall feeling about this movie versus three. Again, if I put it in order, I would put John Wick 2, this movie, maybe put this in the first movie together, 2A slot, a distant fourth, the third movie. Well, I haven't seen it. I just felt it deviated a little too much. Mark Dukakis, like whatever his last name is, Dukaka. Brian Freeman. Shit, I thought I was the only person who watched that movie. <laughs> no, I think Mike and I watched it. This movie's enjoyable, and it is good to see Keanu Reeves doing something. Because his last outing, which was that Trash Majors movie. Like, how he got roped in to do that. Oh, yeah. damn. You know what? I completely forgot about that movie. When, like, when he was doing good stuff. The Bill and Ted thing screwed up by COVID. But he was doing John Wick, John Wick 2, maybe some smaller movies, and then Bill and Ted's, somehow, some way, you got roped into doing a Matrix that was supposed to be a reboot. And like even with that, if you look at that compared to the villain, the villain is doing almost the same thing in this movie. I wish he didn't die. Or if it's alluded to that he has found peace and has moved on. But did he die? I didn't um, like that ending. If he died or like what, whatever happens, if he shows up, and ballerinas after this, like whatever that is, I can do with a lot more John Wick based content as long as it does not deviate the formula. Yeah. Because again, if you look at like all the stuff that we complain about with current TV shows, hey, well, you have all these characters that don't mean anything when the show is supposed to be about said character. When all that starts deviating a little too much, you start watering down things. Things like Boba Fett happened. It's like, what was the purpose of that? Obi-Wan happened. What was the purpose of that? Rings of Power. What was the purpose of that? You need to be coming with the hits 
like the Game of Thrones sequel. The first cross-eyed person. I can stand and watch this maybe in two parts. The length is a problem, but the movie compensates for the things that you get to see when it does ramp up. And I think that's what the balance is with this one and why I kind of rate it highly more than the the third one. Again, it's like what you do see and what you do get out of it. When it does what it needs to do, when it is John Wick, and John Wick's on his mission, do something. And like even the camera work was good. So it was like that one scene where I guess he was in that the mansion or something. The overhead uh-huh. shot. Yeah, and it's just like yeah, that was- the overhead video game, basically, of John Wick right. going from room to room destroying dudes. Yeah, that was extremely clever. Smash TV, the video game. So that's the Beast Game Podcast, and go see John Wick. So let's just go ahead and talk about spoilers. Go ahead. Dies, and they kind of get that little blurb where it looks like his dog looks up, and that might be him or whatever. It was extremely anticlimactic when he's like, it's done, and he just kind of stumbles down the steps, and what the heck is going on here? Changing the focus here. Like, it was but, just like, he's dead? But did he die? I mean, no, he didn't die. But it was just like, what the hell is going I, on? Like, I mean, personally, oh, go ahead, Keith. Sorry. That's my thing. I was like, what the heck is happening here? Like, why are we doing it this way? Well, I think because they want to get the illusion that he died because basically this chapter of his story is over. He did what he had to do to basically clean his record. Like, they're not going to fuck with him no more. Like, he has no affiliation. Yeah, no affiliation. The symbolic thing is that he's dead. I think he's still alive. It's just that he's dead if that makes any sense. Live a whole nother life, but then somehow, some way, be brought back in. And I don't know what the hell, what's this ballerina thing y'all talking about? So they have a they, spinoff, they, a female-led yeah. but How do y'all know about it? I mean, was you have to watch a third movie he talks about. God damn it. Everything, <laughs> I, did I miss that much? It's not like a secret. It's been in the news, and then they've been planning it. The next evolution of this world universe is... Let's start introducing other continentals, other characters. Uh, uh, you know, Jay, I can explain it to you kind of easy. All right, you know in this one when he went to Berlin and he got the brand on his forearm? Yeah. It's basically about that whole group, that family that he was in. But you do need to see the third one. But it's going to have to deal with them, with those people. You just got to watch it. Yeah, they, I'm going to watch it right after this podcast. I've missed the whole shit ton. Are affiliated with the people in the fourth one that are in Berlin, basically. The Belarus, his family that he was in. So it's supposed to delve into that whole world, and MJ Armas is supposed to be the main character or whatever. So Keanu will show up, and it's supposed to take place between three and four, which is why Lance Reddick's character is still around and Keanu's in it. Okay. All right. So that's that. Whether or not he's dead, I'm still unsure. I said no when I first saw the movie, only because the dog kind of closed his mouth and looked up, and I said, okay. I don't think he's dead. I think it's dead in the sense of he faked his death. Yeah, exactly. He's going to live his life. But, I mean, the thing is that at this point, there wouldn't be any reason to. I'm just saying Bill Skarsgård... He's able to not come back for him, though. That's the thing. Yeah, so Bill Skarsgård made that deal with him that everything is resolved if you beat me. He didn't beat him. He did kill him. He killed him. Well, the whole thing was a duel. Set it up as we did it the old way. And the old way is the honorable way. So in order to win your freedom, we went to a duel. And that's how the end happened. I would have assumed, maybe it was just me, 
maybe it's just me. But he would have been the one dueling. You know what I'm saying? Not Donnie Yen. To me, that was some bitch shit. Well, remember, he said at the table that Kane was going to fight for him. Yeah, but why? John like, decided that. I mean, he ain't had nobody. I mean, what the fuck? He's going to tell Winston he's going to fight? No, but. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but you, know, <laughs> you know, like, I challenge you. That like, the marquee, say, the marquee is not as savage or as about it as he says he is. Uh-huh. That's he what I'm saying. Bitch made. No, that's what I'm saying. He knows he can't beat John. John's killing everybody, no matter what the hell anybody does. Kane, though, and that's what I was trying to say to Barry earlier was when you said about the enemy not being equal. I think Kane was supposed to represent that equal. In context of Common, Common, one goal was to kill John Wick. This one was, hey, well, I have this outside element that's influencing me. Don't want to do it, even though I respect John Wick. He was kind of, like, forced. He was definitely doing that shit. And then you also have the tracker that obviously was trying to kill John Wick. John Wick theoretically should be wanting to kill him. And then it's just like, oh, no, the approach to these characters kind of water the movie down from what it could be if it was all. But do you think John didn't kill him because he didn't kill John in Osaka? Because remember, he had a shot. The tracker was raising the price, make money for himself. He was in it for himself and his dog. But basically manipulating the bounty and basically manipulating the fucking uh whatever his name is, the head dude. Marquis. Yeah, yeah, he was kind of bitching him. Like when I hear Marquis, I'm talking about Star Trek. Yeah. I mean it's kinda cool to call him Marquis. Like, I thought Marquis Desaad. Well, I think that's where they got it from. Oh shit. But go yeah, ahead, Mike. Told Kane he owes me. Oh, what he said, he said you owe me before he walked down the step. That was the only other thing. I'm like, why would some dude he owe you unless he didn't know you carrying the die? No, I just don't think he did. Like, I don't see this dude falling off three buildings and all the shit he went through and he ain't dying. He dying off that gunshot. <laughs> like, he had that wound in three. Yeah, I mean, he got yeah. shot a whole bunch of times. <laughs> no. yeah, that's, what I'm that's why I was like, sorry, I'm having a hard time believing this dude's dead. Anything, I think he may have passed out from exhaustion. Because yeah, that shit was in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, those steps alone, that shit was exhausting for me just watching it. So I can just imagine what it was like for him going down the motherfuckers. Not once, but fucking twice, dude. Yeah, they did kind of screw him up. They did kind of get him like, yo. Hey, Matt, what do you want to know about the post-credits scene? So, remember that girl who got shot in the abdomen? Koji's daughter. Yeah, Yeah. so at the end, Donnie Yen's daughter's free, and she's playing the piano or the violin or whatever, and Donnie Yen's like walking up to his daughter, and then coming the opposite way is that girl. And then she brings out a knife. But of course, he doesn't see it because he can't see. Screen fades to black. Yeah, so they don't show you what happens. I mean, he told her in the movie, he said, I'll be waiting for what He said, well, I'll see you later on. It can be a Donnie Yen movie. I mean, she might be a part of the TV show. Rebuilding Osaka Continental. Doing bullet train. As skilled as Kane is, I don't see her just being able to walk up on him like that and stab him, and that's it. So... That's just my take. I don't see that. Yeah, it would just be that easy. Don't make sense. If that's the case, he would have been dead a long time ago. I think Donnie did such a good job. You can literally do a game and I'd be on board. And if not a movie, at least a series. Um, I'd be fine with that. But mm-hmm. maybe, like Barry said, maybe she'll end up being on the show because, I mean, if her father's dead, clearly she would be running Continental now. So, I mean, if all the businesses can die, is done. And Winston got the New York one rebuilt, maybe Osaka is undeconsecrated. I don't know. We have to see. I have to give her credit, though. She did good for a fucking British pop singer who ain't never acted before. 
Okay. That was like her first movie, and she was fighting like a champ, man. Well, she was living can, home, and Chad called her. Yeah, said Chad called him and was like, hey, I got this role I want you to play. And said, she was going to do it. Said, next thing you know, for five weeks, she was with Keanu and them fighting and shooting guns, training, and learning how to shoot a bow and arrow. This shit could have fooled me. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> it did good to me. 